So this elevator is just a full-blown jacuzzi now? 103. It feels so good all over my body. It's hot, real hot. Ow, the jets are really harsh right now, though. Yeah. Ooh, ichi, uchi, achi, ichi, achi. And it's mineral water. So you can drink it. Oh my god, wait, it's sucking the water in from the bottom. Oh my god, are we getting... No, I think this is what happens when you get off of level 10. Oh, it was an Elisana. <laughs> An Elisana. An Elisana. That's pretty great. I don't understand. Can you tell El me the words you're using? Elevator sauna. But it's not a sauna. Sauna is a heated I room. always mess up sauna and spa. Spa. Ella Spa. Sometimes my mom said that I fell out of a cart in Costco when I was a little kid and hit my head, and that's why I have a bump horn on my head. I'm sorry, can I touch the bump horn? You can. Wow, it feels like you're a unicorn, but in the back of your head. It's a weird placement, but it's there. You're cute. What? How old are you? Six. You're oh. six? How old are you? Six. Wow. Wow. This is kind of like it's cherinchipity. It's cherinchipity for sure, because we're on two chairs chippering away at each other. <laughs> so. You're funny. Thank you. You too. Are you? Did you win class clown? Well, in kindergarten. No, we didn't get to do those voted thingies. Ah, I got class president. Wow, that's amazing. You're the president. Nobody voted though. It was the default. Oh, you voted for yourself? Twice. That's <laughs> so sad. Yeah, they call me Sad Son. Oh, your name's Son or? Son. 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 Son? How do you spell Son? T H A U N. That's a weird name, Son. My name is Sandra. Sandra? T H A N D R I A. I like the spelling. It's kind of cool that we have the same. Spells. Spells. T-H. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Um, all right. Let's come back. Uh, Johnny, get carried away? Johnny carried posted away? a really cute video. A couple it's videos, right? On terrifying. Instagram where it's, it's like a little baby face. Yeah, I the, really like those. Those filter. are very cute. And it seems to be only you. I think I'm ready to have child. Because of this video. Well, I can stop posting them if you... Oh. oh, you know what? Johnny doesn't feel ready to have a kid, but I want it now. I feel I feel close. I feel closer than ever. That's I've been great. having some talks. Ooh. Been having some talks with some friends. Oh, really? Not just with yourself? No, no, no. I mean that too. Maybe like, I come should, on, Johnny. He's like, don't do it, Johnny. Maybe I, I should have like more don't. talks because maybe I say I'm ready, but I'm not. You should definitely have more talks because who it's, do I talk to? You make it. I mean, you do the holding of it. You do the most work here. You should have the talks. To who? Who do I talk to? Uh, people Mothers? that have pushed out babies. Oh, but not people that haven't? Uh, yeah, don't talk to single um, angry people. Uh. <laughs> Are all single people angry? They're all angry. Answer below on our poll. If you're single... Are you angry? Welcome, you guys, to Serious But Funny. I'm Ed and Matthews. And I'm Johnny Carlson. And we are here to make you laugh. Blow your minds. Make you cry. And make you make crap you your pants. Crap. In the car. While on the you're way to work. to work. And only work. 
We don't want you to crap on the way to a family dinner. <laughs> Unless that's what you choose. Unless you hate your family. Then definitely crap at then that sh- dinner. shit your pants. And have them clean it up. And say, look what you did to me. Because you- it's not your responsibility to clean up your own shit all the time. And it's not your responsibility to hold it in. Either. That's free game. It's what? Free game. Free game. Free um, free game hen was the safe word that my parents used when they were fighting. When they were fighting? I think like the therapist gave them a word to like remember to like cool off and not argue. And I think free game hen was that word. Free is really? It has to be something that's like not emotional. Free game hen. <laughs> I think so. So it's like, I hate you. Well, you're not doing anything around the free game hen. Yeah. Free gay men. That kind of sounds like you're saying free gay men. Free gay men. Free gay men. Three gay men. Three gay men? Three gay men. Free them. Free the gay men. <laughs> and she's like, what gay men? Remember, sweetheart? Remember, Three free gay, gay men. men. That's a odd choice of words put together. And they didn't even, I don't even remember them fighting that much, which is the weird thing. So I'm like, when did they ever have to use it? Or is it, or was it just a word that they could remember the feeling that they had? I don't know, dude. Anyway, have you ever had surgery? <laughs> you know, there's like an art of segueing, and you just said, ah, to hell with it. Well, I didn't know what else to say. I like that though. Um, yes, we I've were just in Newport because my friend was, dear friend, was getting surgery. My friend too. And it's also Johnny's friend. Okay, don't. And. My dear friend, and it's also Johnny's <laughs> friend. My dear friend, and it's also Johnny's friend. My dear friend, and it's also Johnny's friend. Okay, continue about your friend that's also my friend. She was having surgery, so I went to Newport Beach to support her with a few of our other friends. Which is great of you. To go early and be there for the whole thing. It was wonderful. I couldn't. I was working at first. Yeah. And, but it was really wonderful of you to show up. I'm really friend. glad I got to be there and witness it. It was it was meaningful. And I thought about all the other surgeries that happen on the world and the planet and people that have to do it alone or think they need to do it alone. Like if I got that surgery, I would never expect anyone to be there for me. Really? Yeah. No. Un- I, I hate to say it. It's just like what about that. Me? Um. Yeah, I, I think if, by nature we live together. So by you, nature, you would, be, <laughs> you would be there. Do you love physically. me? Yeah, by nature, I love you. I do. Uh, I really do. So you think I'd be there by nature? I think there's okay. a part of me that if I got surgery, I would feel guilty, like I'm a burden, and I wouldn't want to like burden other people with like my pain. Oh God. But I was really in awe of my friend who's so sweet, who like knows this about herself, that she wants company and must not feel that way. And I watched her receive the love and how helpful it was that we were there. And I thought, you know what, this is really, really helping me to witness this. And maybe my next surgery, whatever that is, whatever that is, if that ever is. My next emergency. I want to see if it's okay, like how it would feel to have people around me. Because even when I was going through the whole, like, finding out about the marriage stuff, I remember her and another friend called. They're like, we're coming over. We want to come over. And I was like, no. And I, like, shut out the love. 
because I just have always thought to deal with stuff mostly on my own. Remember when you you tested for the pilot mm-hmm. and you got to the like last round of auditioning mm-hmm. and the same friend on her anniversary showed up that night with yeah, flowers? Yeah, that was the most meaningful thing ever. That and was the first time where I was so she, disappointed by something and I had friends show up and it really meant the world to me. She actually te- texted me and said, hey... How's man and we want to stop by and I didn't answer. I didn't see it in time. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, honestly, she's not in the best spot. And she goes, I don't care. We're coming. And then she just showed up with flowers and she says, I don't care. It's our anniversary. And this means everything to end our night with supporting you. Oh, that's so nice. That was really sweet. I remember she's like, she's Johnny. I don't care what you say. I'm showing up. I'm going to be there for her. Oh, my God. And so was the hubby. It really helped that they were there because that was devastating not to get that. It was, you guys, I tested, which just means I got the furthest along that a person who, oh, my God. Auditions. She auditioned for a role in a in a pilot. And, and then she got for the lead him. role, not a role, like the lead. The lead role. Like the show would revolve kind of in the perspective of this woman's eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was my first, I think, my first test deal for the lead. And I was signing contracts. And it was basically between me and one other girl. Negotiating. Like, it was like, it was like, it would have been life changing. One step away. One step away from being the lead of the show. And I didn't get it. By this, by little hair. And it was heartbreaking. I felt like I was grieving my whole acting career. Oh. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm sad I didn't get this show. It was literally like everything I've ever put into acting and performing and creating for my whole life. I grieved in that moment, you know, because you got to let the little ones go. You got to be like, you know what? The odds are against me as an actor. Like, I'm not going to. It's really hard to book something. and You never know why you're booking it or not booking it. And most people don't book it. And it's just like this, the ratio of getting these auditions, even getting an audition is so slim. So to be that close to like what felt like life-changing news was rough. And think of how you auditioned. She got that audition and did it up north at my parents' house. And she was like tired of auditions and she I'd literally quit. said out loud i'm done auditioning i quit i don't care i said i quit acting i actually don't care anymore this is not fun i'm over it i can just make videos i can be a mother i can do all these other things that i love my life acting like this is stupid i'm done and then i got this audition and i was gonna just say no to it and just forget it but the only reason I did this audition is because the character was literally me. It was so you. Like the things that she said on the page of the script, I've said before. And so I was like, well, that's stupid. I Let me at least, at least put this on tape because it's really hard for me to not do auditions. I'm just so in the realm of saying yes to every audition just because you can't. I feel like a person can't book it if they don't even get seen, right? Like, And so I just have had that in my realm or whatever yeah and, put it on tape i put three scenes on tape read and, but you did it all differently you did you you instead of like studying it you i didn't get like coached throw away you're it, like it was a i'm just gonna away. read off the paper i don't care i read it like on and off the paper she's i like didn't agitated as we got ready to shoot she's like just just roll camera dude 
Just, just roll. Yeah, because I wanted to go downstairs and live my life. Yeah, you're like, let's go, we're gonna eat. Come on, let's just. I'm just gonna read it off, and I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> yeah, I didn't care about it. I was at that point. I was like, I'm overacting. I'm done. I'm actually like, quitting. Um, put it, recorded it right. Send three it. scenes. Yeah. Sent it in. Forgot about it. Definitely forgot about it. I think we went downstairs and played cards and just whatever. And then the next day, I get a text uh, from my manager's assistant saying, uh, you have a director session tomorrow. I'm like, what? They're like, oh, that like that's skipping callbacks. That's just like... And callbacks are huge. The callback's like a crazy win already. You're mm-hmm. like, callback means the audition went well, casting and the production team director wants you to read more, to see more. She skipped that and went... To director session, which means like, oh shit, they are seriously looking at me to, to play this. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. So the director session kind of did what I did before, which was, I mean, I read less off the page, but I still had the page there and looked at it. Um, didn't get coached for either of them. That's another thing. Um, a lot of actors get coached. I've been coached many times. Um, but for this, I just was, I didn't even give it any thought or energy. And then the next day or the following day, I got the text from my manager. Uh, you're going to be testing. Dang. I went, what? Freaked out, man. That was so fun. That was a freak out. I was like, what? It's between you. There's five girls and you're one of them that are up for this lead. That's great. And then I, it, the whole week, the whole thing was the three-week process. And um, I found out the day before that I did not get it. And it was down between me and, like, so basically there was five girls and then three of them were cut off and it was me and one other girl um, between the two of us. And, like, that's when they show the network that's oh, when and, they show the studios, so they and, have to get approval from so everybody has to have almost the same kind of thought of like who they want to pick, and oftentimes people are in direct conflict and don't they don't know they're not all uh, what's it called available free no unanimous decision oh yeah, yeah. but wasn't there also um, when it came down to you two didn't they also throw in an A list star to do oh a reading? yeah they throw no not an a-list a B-list they, they called her an a-list but oh, she yeah. was just like a she's a very funny talented actress and they off they're like we're gonna offer it to her they're like it was not, like thank you for all the hard work um we it's between you two we are gonna give um an option we're gonna option this whole thing to a known star yeah and if they say yes she'll get it if not and i was we'll go like back well that's YouTube. cool that's cool that's cool um you're like what she declined yeah. So now it is back and it's going to be one of you two. And man, it was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster, a three week roller coaster. It was really fun though. And then when I found out I didn't get it, I was really confused because I really felt in my heart and soul that this was mine. Like I got this I, I, and I can't wait yeah. to show up for the show and make it a fun show and be involved. And it's so exciting. And you know, what's not for you is not for you, but that was the writing was right there definitely in your wheelhouse yeah i'm still gonna quit acting though yeah for sure so basically if you want something let it go or if you love something set it free let it go 
Have you had surgery? Have you? <laughs> Back to the segue, huh? Uh, yeah, I've had surgery. I had ACL surgery twice on my left knee. Mm. Yeah. For football? From football. From football? From football injury. One was when I was in junior college. I was working my ass off to get a scholarship from junior college. And I was a freshman. And I had a hamstring pull. I kept pulling it. I played one year and I, was, I did okay my first year. And then as a sophomore, I kept in the summer, I kept pulling my hamstring. I kept weakening my left leg. And I, I stopped paying attention to my body because my dad was in the hospital from his motorcycle accident. So he almost died. And he was in the hospital for like three months, intensive care unit off and on. And during that time, I was supposed to like, this is not me making it up. My head coach wanted to make me one of the like key players in the defense to, to situate the defense around me and my speed, defensive end rushing. And I just was like less focused and uh, understandably so because my dad almost died in the hospital and I was visiting him every day checking in and he was in intensive care he broke every rib on one side from a motorcycle accident punctured his lung in three places and tore <laughs> tore a part of his body open uh, so mi missing like not taking care of my body I, I kept pulling my hamstring and then when it came to the season I finally got adjusted by a chiropractor and it actually reset my hip how I needed to mm. but my left leg was weak like it was structurally weakened because it, I kept hurting it over and over and so it's like serendipity I pulled I, I, I popped my knee in practice like after the first game is it serendipity the the path I took after it I just think you didn't want to be in football well no I I came back from it. Like that oh, was the huge lesson of my life sorry. was like, I, I thought I was worthless. I got a scholarship to a D one double a Weber state in Utah. Shout out Wildcats. The coaches there were all concerned. Like I was a scholarship. So like, they're all like, are you going to be worth the money? You know, like it, it was really stressful. That was one of the most stressful situations in my life. Every day I was basically prodded and tested and, and inquired like, are you worth an entire education? Like we're paying for you to, to play and, and put out like, are you gonna? Ugh. And so I, I, I trained, I was back squatting, you know, over 500 pounds, everything felt great. And then first day of practice contact, I just nudged someone lightly, like a let me get more hard, but no full contact. It was half contact. And I hear, uh, I just feel in my left knee and it wasn't a lot. Ugh. And I had a lot of like fears, right? I had built up fears. Like I had, <laughs> I had mental scar tissue basically from the injury. And I, I, I ran, I remember running back to the sideline in practice. And this is like two days of starting, like two days is the double days. This is where you like show the coaches who you are. This is where you, this is where you prepare for the season. And I go to the sideline. I remember my coach, he looked at me and he's like, what? And I was like, uh, so, so, so something happened. Like I, I felt something. And he's like, you're, "No, come on, come on. You're fine. You're fine." And I was like, "No, like something happened. Like I, I'm nervous." And he's like, Ugh. "And he was so disappointed." He's like, "All right, get out." And he puts someone else in. And the trainers did the ACL test. And there's a test where you can bend the knee. And then they looked at me and they're like, "We don't feel your ACL." And oh no! Oh my God. Like back to back ACLs. That was seven months. It was a nine months and then seven months. Of Dang. My life. And then I spent every single day in practice in the the, the pit where oh, all the injured people worked out. I hate out. all this. I hate it. Was it was terrible. It was terrible. It was actually one of the worst. 
experiences because I always felt like an expired steak in a rest in like a store. Like I felt like expired grocery in a, rest, in, a, in a grocery store. And they look at me like, oh, he's no good. He's, not, he's worthless. Oh. And so then the serendipity is that college, their team doctor, their team surgeon is the U.S. Olympic ski team surgeon. He's amazing. I believe his name is Dr. Harrison. He works on the on our Olympic team, like on the U.S. Olympics. And so he looked at my knee and he's like, look, man, what your, where your doctor pinned your ACL before, every time you bent your knee, it was, the ACL was rubbing on a screw. And I was like, what? And he's like, look, I can't, you know, every doctor's different, but I would never do what he did. And I'm not uh... going to do what he did. So I basically was told, like, I had a botched surgery, trained my ass off, got a scholarship, luckily, and then retore immediately and lost another year of, like, you know, my time. So that was the painful, that's like the darkest part of my, I think it's the darker part of my life where I, that's where I was like the, the wild boy. I was like drugs, alcohol, mess around, be a man whore. What? Do you think, why do you think that happened? It's like, um, I don't know if you believe in everything happens for a reason or sometimes the body will give out when it's trying to force us to slow down or like, do you think there's any spiritual reason why that happened? Or do you believe that you were meant to play football and you got dealt a crappy hand? I think there's a spiritual, and I, I, I balance the spiritual and pragmatic. I think it was l unlucky that that surgeon did what he did the first time. And I don't think, I, I went on to play. I mean, I should say, I went on to play, and I had a great next two seasons after my second surgery. So my knee is not what stopped me from the NFL. My injuries and, like, not well, taking... Oh, what stopped you from the NFL? I tried out. You didn't get it? I tried out, and... And this is, I hate this is actually embarrassing for me. It embarrasses me because as an athlete, you don't want to have injuries or talk about them. But in my pro day where you show up, like all the, the, the recruiters from the NFL teams will come to your school and watch you perform. I ran a 40 yard dash and I was training my ass off. I think my left leg has always been a little bit weaker at the end of my 40 yard dash because there was a wall and like you have to like veer off. I had to like, I ran a really good 40 for my size and I pulled my hamstring a little bit right at the end. And so I pulled my muscle and that made every other drill like drop in numbers. So like it really, I mean, that's your showcase. It's, it's so like, is there an explosive thing where you go too far too fast and then it ruins the rest of the time or it affects the next of the time? Like spiritually in my life? Like a, sure. Has this shown up before where you go, it's like too hard. And then for the, like, does that happen? I don't want to put anything in your head, but that's a very interesting, cause you're usually such a slow and steady person. And that might be from what I've been through in the past. Yeah. Like, do you think that that helped assist you into who you are now? Probably because I, I think I used to accidentally hurt people because I was too strong. So I'd mess around and someone's like, ow. And I'm like, oh shit, my bad. Yeah, I can see that. I had super heavy arms. I remember I'd like, I'd be like, come on. And be like, ah. People <laughs> You're like the Hulk. Like, my bad. I, I just crushed yeah. your head. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, like the straw. Like, what? There's, an, there's like a cartoon about a really strong thing that accidentally hurts the things he loves because he's too strong and he just loves things so much. What is that? An elephant in the mouse? 
I don't know. I think there could be a lesson in there. I think the lesson in there could be I was I, I am extremely explosive and I have to prepare to be explosive because sometimes I think my soul, my energy, whatever can do more than my body can at times. Yeah. To prepare to go as hard as I am going to go. It's like Are I, ha- you- I have to do the due diligence and that's where I didn't sleep. I didn't recover. I didn't do enough of that. You still don't sleep enough. In my well. opinion, not that you asked for it. I didn't. So where could you like okay, so are you glad that you are not doing football right now? Like what I'm okay with it. I Are I, you okay with the path that you've taken? Yeah. For years and years when I was doing athletics, I when I was doing football, I thought um this might be that narcissism, but I wanted to be making people laugh. I knew I wanted to make people laugh. and Like Terry Crews or The Rock or... Yeah, I, I, there's a part of me that thought, I'll play football, I'll make money, and then I'll like maybe have a name to carry over into entertainment in some way. I think I, that's that's the path that I actually dreamed for. Mm-hmm. Kind of like The Rock, kind of like you know the, the other athletes that went to Cena. entertainment. Cena. I've never heard it not as John Cena. I know, because I forgot his first name. I would have said it if I knew it. My lifelong dream was not football. Football is, I think you, it's kind of crazy to think I'll play football forever, especially in a position that hits so much. You know, Tom Brady is a quarterback and also it's amazing that he's still playing. Yeah. Although I think he's retiring or retired twice. I don't know. It's, it's not a longevity sport. It's not. I've had one surgery. I was about to ask what surgery. I've had two had? things. I had my tonsils out. tonsils out okay. when I was really young don't really remember that I had 12 teeth pulled once at once all at once are you a shark <laughs> are you a shark are you a shark or a nark? are you a shark it's really hard to imagine but it did happen four of the teeth were permanent and the other eight were baby teeth I feel like I was about eight or nine yeah I had like no <laughs> They had, no to, mouth? they had to make room for all the teeth coming in. Did they gum you? Like, were you, did they say, like, let's just take them all and they'll, they'll come in because she's, she's a, she's a gummer? <laughs> they didn't gum me. There were still teeth left. So I think I had like, have my, 94? I, <laughs> what? How many teeth do you start with? I'm, I think the normal amount. But my te- mouth is so small that they grabbed a couple. It's so weird because it just feels like another lifetime ago that I'm like, how did that happen? Like, I'm almost having a reaction to my own experience of, like, there's no way that's possible. What did your mouth look like? And I can't remember what my mouth looked like. What did your mouth look like? So that's the surgery? I think that's it. I can't remember anything else. What about the butt implants? Oh, and the butt implants, yeah. But you only did right cheek. I only got... My right cheek implanted, and then the left cheek, I kind of wanted dimension and had to have an option of, you know. Now you can sit. You can go, I'm shorter, I'm taller. I'm shorter, shorter I'm, I'm taller. taller. I'm shorter, I'm taller. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I probably should get butt implants because my butt's flat. It's not flat. It's not flat, but it's not what it once was. What do you want it to I be? I had quite a round, plump, adorable ass in high school and, like, Did it just get warmer college. in here? Or... Are you hot? That just warmed me up. Did it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I might have to turn the AC on. It's... Please don't because I'm Claudine. But more about the rump and the dump. <laughs> the rump the dump. dumpy rump. Yeah. Listen, I need to do some squats. I for sure do. 
look, like ass aside, squats make me feel better than anything. I I will go in and work out legs and butt with you because it is like it makes it's such a good exercise for lower back strength, core strength, trunk strength, and the quads, hamstrings, and, and how buttocks. many am I supposed to do in a day? Not a day. You do it like twice a week. That's it. Yeah. Okay, how many? It wouldn't be body squats. You you need to add some weight. <laughs> Your body is extremely light. <laughs> it's not. That's the least effective way to get there. You got shoulders on you that look like they work out, but they just carry your ideas. I'm not going to put this in the thing again. That was our promo, remember, last time? Yeah, it's not going to be a promo. It's not going to be a promo, but... Do you guys work out? Do you exercise? What do you guys do? Do you need tips? Ask Manon. Ask me. Okay, here's what my tip is. All right. First and foremost, you guys want to know my secret? I'm going to tell it to you. Tell us. You have to listen, though, because I don't like to tell secrets unless people really hold them with dear sacredness. There's no promises here. I don't. And there's something that I started doing, I want to say, four or five years ago that has been a game changer to me. And that is? I say quietly to myself in my mind, I love and approve of my body. Even if it's floppy sloppy? Even if it's floppy sloppy. Even if it's Winnie Denny skinny? Winnie Denny skinny, heavy devy devy. No matter what, no matter what I eat, no matter how I exercise, no matter what I look like, feel like, I say I love and approve of my body. Hmm. Or myself. And I will say that since doing that, oddly enough, well now it feels probably like a like an unconscious thing that's just running. I'm telling you guys, I actually feel like really like this is going to change your life. I had to start doing it. And in the beginning, it didn't feel right. Like I felt like I was lying. It felt like I was not being honest. It felt like I realized how conditional I was with the love that I had for my body. It was like, if I work out, if I eat perfectly, then I can love my body. But until then, I'm going to withhold the love and be harsh. No, no. And I swear like the weight that I wanted to, to kind of drop off five years ago did. What and was that? how much was that? I don't know, 10, 15 pounds. Right. Like I've always kind of been the same weight. I will say that in my adult life, I'm pretty much the same weight. I weigh less now than I did when I, 10 years ago. There was a few years there, like two years when I took prednisone and I was really flared up in the gut. You guys don't know, but I've like got, I had major gut issues where I took prednisone and I ballooned up and I, I gained, I was about 15 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, and so I really struggled with the mental and, you know, like, how do I eat? And I started doing paleo and just being really rigid and strict and not eating sugar and the weight was still there. I was still inflamed. And then before I moved to New York... Were you exercising at this time of your life? Yes, I was doing CrossFit. I was oh, wow. I was doing CrossFit cardio uh, like three times a week. Nice. And hiking in between. So I was hiking, I was doing CrossFit cardio, I was eating paleo, and I was miserable. And I was, I was just like, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to see so many results. And I wasn't really seeing the results I wanted. And I think it was because my mentality... Ar- my mental was not loving 
it was harsh, it was strict, it was rigid. And what I deeply needed, what my body deeply needed was like the love, was, was love and approval and acceptance of myself where I was at. Not conditional love, not, oh, I'll love you when you do these things, when you accomplish X, Y, Z. Like we don't treat each other like that. We don't treat kids like that. We don't, we love, like unconditional love is I love you, or you, like the way that you love me. Like you're so loving and accepting wherever I'm at. And that has helped soothe my soul and my body. And I will say that not only did it help, you know, drop off the extra weight that was like not needed. And maybe the weight was there for protection. We don't know. Because I started loving and approving of my body, guess what? The foods didn't affect me as much. I know this is going to sound, you know, however it sounds to you. To some a little woo-woo. And I invite you to just be open to it or willing to be open to it for just a moment. Okay. The food that I ate wasn't landing like it was prior to saying these affirmations to myself. I started making, because my body, I started loving and approving of my body, the decisions changed as well. Like the way I treated my body and the decisions I would make, I'd go on extra walks because I now know that I love and approve my body. How do I treat someone that I love and approve? I, I take them on walks. I get them an Equinox membership. You know, I like there's things that I was doing for myself. I was eating less pork, like less. So I was still getting that piece of pizza. So I was loving, you know, loving, but I wasn't going into excess out of shame. And so now it's like I get the best of both worlds where I get to eat what I want, but I don't, you know, finish the whole box of donuts like I used to when it was this conditional love. I feel like conditions and when I have conditions for loving myself, that's when I act out. That's when I overindulge. That's when I overeat. And then there's this whole shame of like, see, I told you you're a piece of shit. You can't even eat like an, uh, like the people that have willpower. And then it just became this cycle of this un, like this like really angry, sad, hurtful way of being and treating myself. And of course, I had a lot of help. And I, the one thing I did was like, I'm just gonna be open to trying this new way of thinking and loving my body no matter where I'm at no matter what I've eaten. And sure, it was a slow process. It wasn't an overnight thing. But I'll, But my body has been a certain weight and way. And I've eaten, you've seen what I've eaten. Yeah, and you got perfect titties. It's not the, it's not the healthiest thing in the world. But I think that menta- it starts with the mental. Anyway, that was a very long-winded answer, but that's the secret. That's my secret. And I just gave right, it. right, that's man in secret. Please don't criticize it. But if you want to for yourself, I just invite you to take it on just for like a month and see what happens to your body. Literally take a before and after picture. That was to the listeners, but I'm also going to invite you to do the same thing. And we'll see the results uh, next time. Johnny's body. What? Just kidding. Um, that being said, of course, it's important to eat well and exercise and, you know, portion control, like, mm-hmm. you know, don't stuff your body with more than it needs. Like have your, your fist. That's the size of meat. That's the size of each portion, like the size of your fist of some rice. Eat a fist. Like if you want to measure, if you don't want to measure it, always look at your fist. 
Um, that's a really good indication of how big your stomach is and what it can take. Um, and that is, that to me has felt way harder of like trying to get the right ingredients and try to get the right, um, you know, like that. <laughs> look at him, look at his fist. He's just now checking out his biceps. Um, I love that you did that. Let's just do a quick arm wrestle. Come on, bring it in. This feels fair. All right, let's see what you got. Three. My left arm, though. Oh, because your right arm's going to do so much better. It's my left, too. Three, two, one, go. Oh, sweetie. It's really good. It's nice. Ouch. You st- I hurt. You stopped? <laughs> I, don't do it. I don't think anyone's ever stopped an arm wrestling Well, match. I did because it hurt my arm. <laughs> I quit when it hurts. When it hurts, that's I That's the other going. thing. You want to quit when it hurts. No, when it hurts, you got to push through. <laughs> no, that's how you get injured. <laughs> There's plenty of times I push through pain to get success and victory. No, I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. It was just funny because you had just talked about... It's funny. Yeah, my pain is funny. Two Hilarious. years of my life ending, taking drugs and drinking and um, running through women was so funny. Running through women? Running through women. Do you want me to say my number live? No. Exactly. But I know it. Yeah. And it's not low. Guys, share your number with your ladies. Actually, guys, don't. don't, 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 don't. Men, don't share your number with your ladies. I remember once when I was younger, someone's like, never tell a girl your number. And I was like, guys, you got to be honest with these girls. You got to be honest with girls in your life. If they ask you mean, you're not just going to like volunteer. Yeah, you're like, hey, what's up? Sean, 49. Not like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) On the first day. No. Uh, They said a lot of guys like never tell the girl, but never. And I remember in college, I was just having fun. And the girls that I was with knew they were just having fun. And literally in bed, girl rolled over. We're laying there. And she's like, how many girls have you been with? And I was like, you want to know? She's like, yeah. And I said the number. (laughs) I said the number. And she immediately started getting dressed. She said, I said the number and I, and I, I did because I was practicing. I don't like to lie, but I did buff her 10, 10, 10 lower than it really was. And she went, are you kidding me? And she got up and like stormed out. She sounds judgmental, but also like she was good. The good thing she left because, um, I guess maybe she made an assumption about a high number. I think, I would assume if it were me, a person with a high number could mean to somebody, oh, he's not looking for anything serious. I better not open my heart to him. I'm happy I did, but I don't have a low number either. I've had many boyfriends, so. Mm -hmm. But we found each other. We did. And we're not, you know, I wonder what... It would be like to be a wild, yeah. I really think sexual I say, deviant. I think like if you have a high school sweetheart and that works for you, great. Um, but I think it's a little reassuring to know your partner's been with more than a handful of people because then they've at least like experienced. It's an experience. Experiencing other people's is uh, experience. Experiencing other people sexually is a thing, and. I always was concerned that the woman that I'm in love with, if she was like a virgin or had never been with anyone, she'd wonder and she'd be like, I wonder what is. And then what would that mean though? Because I feel like I still wonder. Yeah, that's a problem. And it doesn't really mean you anything. You do still wonder all the time. 
I wonder if we're going to be together in the next two days. I live day by day. I like to stay in the minute. Well, when you get brutally betrayed by somebody that you married, you stop attaching to forever. Yeah, but you're with a guy that's extremely honest and loving and doesn't cheat and cares. And you're right. I love you. I'm not saying that these judgments are right. And I, you know, as far as being like your number, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it until you know it, whatever. Like they, like the person who's been with their sweetheart and they've only been with one person, like they take a lot of pride in that and it's really special to them and they don't have anything to compare it to. I also don't think excess is amazing to be like, I've been with every woman and now I know that this one is the best one. Like, we don't want to just keep swiping and to keep like, oh, there's always something better. I, I get that. But that's I mean, terrible. It's too. like going that's to not a, fulfillment. Yeah. But like if you go to a buffet, you don't want to just have broccoli when you can see everything. You just keep eating broccoli at the buffet. And you're like, oh, I wonder what those honey buns are like. So you're comparing food to sexual experience. I said that once to like a, I had a mentor once and I was with a boyfriend and I was really struggling. And like I was like, you know, sometimes I want to be with him, but then sometimes I don't. And she said, yeah, I mean, when you wake up, you want eggs, but then you probably don't want eggs for lunch. I was like, well, so what do you mean? I have my boyfriend for breakfast and then change boyfriends. Yeah. For a therapist. Like maybe I should be in a relationship then. She wasn't a therapist. She was just a mentor, but like still, but it made sense. I was like, yeah, you're right. It's okay to want variety. You're going to get three meals a day. Let's just take a break. I think I need three boyfriends if I'm going to be happy. Hi, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. But your, you know what's great brunch. about you is you have so many different personalities that I could have all three boyfriends within you and vice that. versa. Look at that. Find you some. I'd really like to start talking to Chad now. What's up? <laughs> you look a lot like Johnny. I don't know who that is. Well, your voice is kind of oddly deep. <laughs> just born like this what do you do for a living chad construction nice so you work a lot with your hands and my feet and your feet yeah interesting put up two uh, apartment buildings last week are you close with your parents uh, i hate them you hate them hate them <sighs> next rodney hey there i met you online um uh, yeah what do you um i'm an author you're an author of a book drawing book Oh, a drawing book. I came up with it a concept. I think it's beautiful. Are you sick? You sound stuffed up. Oh, no, it's just my sinuses. It's been like that. Well, I'm about to go to Breathe Free and get that fixed if you want a referral. Uh, no, I'm okay. Next. I... Hello there. Hi. Name's Gertrude. Your name's Gertrude? Gertrude. But you're, okay, British. Gertrude's My parents kind are of from a Spanish. around the world, and they just decided to name me Gertrude. I'm not sure what's That's your name. Cute, Manon. No, which no. again doesn't make sense because it's actually a French name, Manon. But I'm not French. I don't like the French. Oh, okay. I'm going to next myself. Okay, next. You guys, this has been such a fun episode, all over the place, really. But we're just so happy. <laughs> He's so confused. What He's like, are these segues? I what it's been. It's like they have to get on with their life. Okay, guys, take us out. Uh, are we in an elevator that has uh, elephants on the walls? Mm-hmm. 
There's an elephant in the room, and I think we know what it is. It's the wallpaper. You guys have been here. With us. We appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Leave us a five-star review and a beautiful written review, and we will read it, and we will post it because we love you. Thanks a lot. See you next time.